0: News Talk KZRG. News Talk KZRG. FM 102.9, 105.9, AM 1310 on your smart speakers. News Talk KZRG. Peter Thiel. Steve Scott. And Ted Borges. He is the legislative line. He represents Neosho and the greater climbs around Neosho. He is a state rep. His name is Ben Baker. Good morning, Ben. Good morning. So, uh, the governor who hates... Special sessions this is going to bring us a special session to give us a tax cut.
1: Yeah, so now that all the bills are signed that are going to be signed uh, by the governor, and I, I, I'm thankful he did sign several of mine, but he, he rolled out his vetoes last week uh, as well. And the two biggest items that were vetoed are the omnibus ag bill. I'm not sure exactly what part of that yet. That he didn't like. Uh, we will find out. But the bill that would return um, effectively $500 million back to Missouri taxpayers next year is the one that is all the talk is centered around. So we talked about this, I think, uh, back when we talked about budget. Initially, the House version of the bill was $1 billion back to taxpayers. And That was actually on a bill that I carried in the House. But we did this because, you know, in a year where we had such a surplus of funds and several billion left over, in my opinion, it was the only right thing that we could do to return that uh, hard-earned money back to the taxpayers. And initially, the language did not discriminate when it came to income levels. If you paid taxes into the state, then you should get a refund, plain and simple. But when the bill got to the Senate, as with... Uh, many bills that reached the Senate, they messed it all up and they changed it to where I think it was if you made over $250,000 or whatever, then you don't get anything back. And I think that was, you know, that that whole Democrat philosophy that the wealthy should pay all the taxes ideology. But by the way, or so by the time we got the the bill back in the House, there was Uh, there was no time to, to try to negotiate and change it back because it was the last week of session. So, largely, we had to pass the Senate version of the budget. So, Governor Parson vetoed that bill based on the idea, like we said, in the House, that all taxpayers should get a refund, not just those under some arbitrary income level. And I agree with the governor on this one. So, you know, he sent a message that we will have a special session at some point to pass a tax cut bill, and he also uh, stated that it would be, you know, the largest tax cut in the history of our state. I haven't seen any language yet as to what that looks like. But as you well know, if you're talking about cutting taxes and putting people's money back in their pocket, uh, you're speaking my language. So don't threaten me with a good time. So I'm looking forward to see what that's that's going
0: to look like. Now, having to do with the greatest problem, of course, in the last legislative session, was grandstanding by the state Senate. Uh, Do we expect that with them again?
1: I think anything's possible uh, when you talk about the Senate. (laughs) You just can't predict what's going to happen. Hopefully, I I think you you will see uh, even some of the ones that cause problems over redistricting and all of that. The citizens need any relief they can get right now. I mean, gas prices are killing us. Inflation has caused a lot of household products, as you know, to double in cost in some cases. And the families are struggling right now. So uh, I would think, I would hope uh, that Republicans could come together on a tax cut and uh, and get this done. Um, I mean the Biden administration is is it's just pitiful right now. They're doing everything wrong when it comes to policy and and Americans are facing the the consequences of those failed policies. You've got Biden, I mean he's yelling at gas station owners to lower their price. How crazy is that? You know, but at, at the same time shutting down our drilling on American soil, making us more in, uh, dependent upon foreign oil. It's
0: Well and now
1: running the asylum right now.
0: And I don't know if you're familiar with this, is that it came out yesterday through Reuters of all places, not necessarily a conservative news source, that the United States has, has exported five million barrels of oil to Europe and places in Asia, including apparently China.
1: So we're sending oil overseas, but we're, we're paying $5 a a gallon here. It's just crazy.
0: From our strategic oil reserve.
1: Exactly. It's nuts. I would, I would think that Republicans could come together on this. And I mean, this is just a drop in the bucket of where we're at, uh, with, with our citizens right now financially, uh, and, and this tax cut and what it would do, but at least it's something. Um, Yeah. The other problem is as to when we have a special session, I don't know yet. But one problem is the House chambers is under, under construction right now. The House floor is completely bare. There's no desks. There's no voting boards. There's no carpet. So I, I'm not sure how that would even work at this point. I think it may be that we do this in conjunction with veto session in September uh, because that construction was supposed to be finished by then. Um, but I, I don't know yet.
0: All right. So it's, uh, again, I, anything that's going in with the tax, uh, uh, with the tax refund or tax cut, uh, count me in. I really believe that the state of Missouri should really look at Tennessee, should really look at Texas, look at Florida, that are tax free states, and figure out ways for us to become just like them.
1: I think it would be great for Missouri.
0: And it's, uh, it's ultimately, one of the most important things that that we can do. Obviously, we're getting closer now to, uh we're just a couple of weeks away from a primary election. Now, I, I have a question for you. I, I'm, I'm not going to tell you why, ask you why you've endorsed one candidate or not. When you, Ben Baker, look, and it's time for you to vote, how do you choose in a primary who you're voting for? Just out of personalities, yeah. et cetera
1: that's a great question so i look at people's character i try to i try to look at record uh where have they been on these issues um you know are they a lifelong conservative do do they have votes to prove that uh and i look at viability as well uh so i think there's a there's a combination there that we we need to look at as far and and are they willing to to take on the tough issues and take a stand um on those things, especially when it comes to you know U.S. Congress right now, we need people uh, that are willing. There's such a hand, just a handful that are willing to actually stand up for conservative policy, uh, and and in some cases fight both sides of the aisle to do that. But um, I think it's a mixture of those things. I, I, I it's it's so important, and you you really have to vet these candidates.
0: Yeah, and and by the way, it's uh, the watermelon feed is going to be coming towards the end of this month in July to downtown Neosho at that wonderful park. Uh, everyone should really come out and eyeball these people and get a good yes. look at them. Uh, I will tell you, shaking their hand and looking at them in the eye, you can s- tell a lot for me. But here's what I do. Here's my my theory when I go and I choose who I'm voting for in a primary. And I have an unusual thing because I generally have met these candidates sometimes numerous times i look at number one uh, i look at characters obviously one of the things but i also look at okay the person i vote for is this a person that can win especially with the senate race that's a big deal that can win a general election and it's as close to me as humanly possible and sometimes that's, uh, that's a crapshoot because somebody can be saying all the right things once they're in office, Yo, good luck.
1: Exactly. You, you know, and that's the thing. You can say anything when you're running for office, but that's why I think record is important. Uh, and then, like you said, face-to-face asking people questions where they stand on policy uh, and, and get a, a good reading uh, of, of where they're at on those things.
0: And also, whenever a candidate says they start giving you a pie-in-the-sky thing, you're one of 100 in the U.S. Senate, you're 100, 435 in the, in the House, you have to, you cannot do everything, especially as a new member. You have to be uh, uh, an instigator of change, but you will not be the change just because that ain't how it works.
1: Yeah, one person's not going to get it all done. Uh, But, you know, again, building coalitions is important uh, to to be able to move policy forward. And right now, fighting back against uh, the extreme policies of this administration is priority.
0: Absolutely. Ben Baker, thank you very much for your service. And we'll talk to you next week. Have a great day. All right. That's Ben Baker, Legislative Lion, News Talk, KZRG.